Law-abiding anti-abortion activists are being charged with federal crimes. Is intimidation and harassment the new trend by our Justice Department? Plus, Gavin Newsom blasphemes God by using the words of Jesus Christ to promote baby killing. What does this mean to you? We'll have the answers today on The Mark Harrington Show. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work by going to createdequal.org. Just click on the donate link there on the right side of the page. You can support our work. We are in the midst of our road trip for life right now. We're traveling to college and high school campuses in the Midwest. And as you know, if you've been listening or watching the program, we are throwing all in to defeat this uh, constitutional amendment that is going to be on the ballot in Michigan on uh, November 8th. And you can find out more about that by going to all my social media platforms. Well, today we're going to try to do two things. We're going to be giving you an update on the Department of Injustice, as Mark Levin says, and the continued intimidation and harassment of pro-life activists across the country with this recent case with Mark Houck in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'll have Peter Brain with me. And then later in the program, I'm going to talk about how uh, Pastor John MacArthur has taken Governor Gavin Newsom to task for him uh, putting up these billboards all across America using the words of Jesus Christ to support abortion. So you want to stick around for that in the second part of the program. So today, let's start out. We're going to be talking to Peter Breen, and Peter is the um, vice president and senior counsel at the Thomas More Society. Peter has supported us, defended us, and he keeps us out of trouble. That's what Peter does. <laughs> and he's one of the best attorneys in the business to support and defend pro-life activists like myself and others like David Delayden, and we are excited to have him on the program. Peter, thanks for being on the show. Great to be here, Mark. So, Peter, let's get a quick update here. I know this kind of uh, this this story just came forth about a week ago where Mark Halk, who's a pro-life activist, uh, Catholic, was sidewalk counseling apparently in October of 2021. And I'll let you fill in the details of what happened. But if we fast forward to I think it was the 23rd of this month in September, his house was stormed by uh, federal agents at dawn on the 23rd of September with guns drawn, scaring his family, pointing guns at his head, and then they arrested him for supposedly violating the Freedom to Access Clinic Entrances Act. Uh, Peter, give us an update. I know you've gotten all over the media. You're on Tucker Carlson's show on, on Fox News and elsewhere. Um, what's going on here? This is crazy what's going on with the uh, with the Department of Justice and the FBI. Well, and Mark, when we're dealing with a sidewalk in front of an abortion clinic, things happen. 99.9% sure. of the time, nothing, but occasionally, you know, you get these cases. We've got hundreds of abortion clinics across the country. Uh, and so it, there in Philadelphia, this is the primary Planned Parenthood abortion mm. facility 
So big, big yeah. volume uh, area. The incident in question, the primary one that has been charged, uh, Mark Houck is a regular uh, prayer you know, person and sidewalk counselor outside that facility. He had his 12-year-old son with him. So they're praying. Mm. They are probably 50 or 100 feet away from the door. Uh, they've got some gates down the sidewalk. So he's away. There are no patients around. An abortion clinic escort, uh, this is the alleged victim, walks up to them, starts jawing with the son, the 12-year-old son. Mm. And this abortion clinic escort is 72 years old, is what we're told in the, in the pleadings. Jawing with the son, mm. Mark Houck says, get away from my child, you know, words to that effect, uh, you know, moving down the sidewalk. Altercation ensues uh, because the alleged victim turned around and started coming back. Uh, and the alleged victim ended up on the ground, says he scraped his arm. Okay. Now, if a crime has been committed there, which there was none you know, under our uh, assessment, you do it, deal with it through the local courts. Uh, Philly DA refused to prosecute. The local, uh, the local court, uh, the alleged victim filed a private criminal complaint, which is something you can do in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Uh, and the court threw the thing out because he stopped showing up for the hearings uh, over the objection of the DA, threw it out. That's where it should have ended. Instead, Merrick Garland and Maine Justice, so this was out of Washington, D.C. It wasn't done locally, which is where almost all of these cases, it's usually run through the local D, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. They ran this out of D.C. They wanted mm. to make an example of Mark Houck. So they charged oh, him. Well and, and, well, and this is the thing. In June, we corresponded with the U.S. Attorney's Office, telling them specifically, you don't have a case here uh, because we won a case in 2019, just three years ago, in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, where uh, there had been two altercations between a pro-life sidewalk counselor, an abortion clinic escort. And the judge said, look, you know, you're, you're not trying to block the clinic. There's no, uh, you're not trying to stop abortions. You're having an issue right. on the sidewalk with where does each person stand and you're getting up in each other's grills. And so something's, something will happen. Um, yeah. You know, and it's Philadelphia too. You know, this isn't, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you know, it is a tough well, listen, city. You know, Peter, uh, we, 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 you know, so, I, yeah. my audience, as you could imagine, they go to the sidewalks of Planned Parenthood facilities yeah. and they counsel at abortion centers. So if you've ever done that at any level, you understand what Peter's talking about. These escorts yeah. are aggressive. Uh, they're, they, you know, they're verbally abusive often. Uh, I, I could put myself in Mark Houck's situation. I could, I've been in those situations. It's very difficult, especially if they're, uh, you know, getting in your grill, as you say, or getting in their in their space, especially if they're 12 year old son. I think we all understand if we well, obviously we don't know exactly what happened here, but we can kind of understand you're going to defend your son. Right. I mean, you are. And the fact that yeah. these case, the, the case was dropped or whatever you what you're saying there in the local level tells you there was really nothing here. Uh, but why would it be? If it was dismissed, why is the why is the federal government getting involved? Why is Merrick Garland's Department of Justice getting involved in a case that's been dismissed? See, and th this is the problem. So, you know, we sent our letter in June, June of this year, saying you've got no case. But even if you mm -hmm. want to indict, so regardless of the fact you have no case, you want to indict, we will present Mark in response to a summons. Standard way it's done in federal uh, the federal court system. Uh, so and, he got a letter. Is that right? First, he got something from them. Right. He got a target letter. And in the target letter in May, it said, we'd like to talk to your lawyers. So they called gotcha. us uh, and we put a former federal prosecutor on this matter, a distinguished former federal prosecutor. 
He corresponds okay. with the assistant U.S. attorney, makes a couple phone calls. Then we hear nothing back. The next we mm. hear is we have your client in custody uh, on, mm. you know, it was a week ago Friday. And wow. they came to Mark's house, guns drawn, 20 plus agents, uh, absolute show of force that you would bring to a mob boss or to a drug lord. Uh, and so all that we can conclude is that they were trying to send a message to peaceful pro-life people or anybody that wants to get on the sidewalk. We could be at your door, dragging you away, guns drawn as you're trying to enjoy your morning coffee. And so this is the, the quandary we've got ourselves in. How do we react from the yeah. legal side? Legal side, our number one job is to beat these charges. So we have yeah. hired the best criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia. Um, you know, look, the U.S. Attorney's Office and the DOJ out of Washington probably figured they could roll Mark. You know, they didn't mm -hmm. think, hey, we would come in and, you know, we are, you know, at, at pretty significant expense hiring the best criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia, one of the best in the country. Uh, and so we are putting him on the case along with our entire Thomas Moore team, which has experience in these FACE Act cases and in abortion law generally. You know, we're, we're uh, directing folks to defendlifetoday.com, defendlifetoday.com website to keep updated on the case and, and provide some financial support to help uh, to help this defense. Our idea is let's beat the DOJ here and hopefully they will not harass any more sidewalk counselors anywhere else in the country. Which is the concern. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the weeds here, but it's important that people understand what is the FACE Act? What does it prohibit? I think it's unconstitutional. I think you would agree in general, uh, but it is on the books and uh, unfortunately has been used in this case against Mark Howe. But uh, what, from what I understand, you know, the, the law is put into place if you're to try to criminalize preventing someone from accessing abortion, right, services. Uh, that wasn't happening here. <laughs> if this happened on a sidewalk anywhere else in the country, it'd be the same thing, wouldn't it? That, that's the issue that we're we're raising and which we raised to the U.S. attorney. You know, Mark didn't go chain himself to the front door of the clinic. Right. He didn't block somebody. Exactly. He didn't throw himself in front of someone. He's standing there on the sidewalk praying with his child. And at that point, there is literally nothing, no federal interest at all, even arguable uh, under the FACE Act. Uh, you know, and, and so, look, applying it here would be unconstitutional, certainly, uh, but it just doesn't even meet the, the standard terms of the act. Uh, that's what we told them back in June. And you know, I'd, I'd say this, too. Uh, this incident happened in October of 2021. Right. They picked up Mark at the end of September, a week ago Friday, guns, you know, guns out, ready to go. Um, if he was really a danger to the community you'd figure they wouldn't have waited 11 months to do something about it. Uh, and so, I mean, look, we, we are going to have, there's going to be a lot of fallout. There's going to be a lot of fallout from this case. You've already seen a number of congressmen, including Senator Chuck Grassley, who's an extremely distinguished member of the Senate. He and a bunch of other senators have actually been investigating this. They interviewed several of our attorneys. Uh, they have put a very detailed letter out to Merrick Garland with some very specific questions that I would not want to be the attorney general trying to answer. This is the same attorney general earlier this year said, I'm doing a de-escalation policy. So he does the de-escalation policy for actual criminals. And then for peaceful pro-lifers, he's going to send 20 plus federal agents to their house guns drawn. So, right. And in the context of what we've seen with Jane's revenge after the Alito leak was uh, you know, published out to the American people, 
and then these, uh, you know, attacks on crisis pr or pregnancy resource centers and other pro-life facilities. To this day, Peter, and maybe you can give us an update. I haven't heard a peep from the Department of Justice. I've heard no criminal charges uh, being brought against anyone for over 100 attacks on pro-life facilities. Yet, Mark Howe, peaceful pro-lifer, out in front of a sidewalk uh, of an abortion center in Philadelphia is getting the freedom to access clinic entrances, federal law thrown against him. Uh, there is certainly a, uh, a roundup coming here. And so let's talk about that. Uh, that is the freedom. Of, I mean, I can feel the chill, <laughs> frankly. And I think around the country, pro-life activists are thinking, okay, am I next? Uh, should I go to the sidewalk today? What about my family? I don't want them beating down my door. I don't want them coming in storming with bun, uh, guns drawn. That's the concern I have, Peter. And I want you to talk to our audience and assure, they obviously can't assure them this isn't going to happen, but how do we stop it? Well, what I can tell you, uh, unfortunately, I can tell you that appears to be the specific aim of the Department of Justice uh, the right. Joe Biden administration, Merrick Garland, all of them want you to be afraid. Uh, now, knowing that that's what they want may not make it feel any better, but that is exactly what they're trying to do. They are trying to strike uh, unnecessary, unwarranted fear in you. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, I mean, look, follow your training. Uh, do right. what, uh, I mean, th that's the thing, you know, and, and exactly. um, please, you know, you know, follow your training immediately contact lawyers, whether it's Thomas More Society, when you represent uh, many, many pro-life organizations around the country, you know, we're not the only ones, but, you know, we're glad to help out. Contact us immediately if you get any hint uh, that the federal government is trying to come in and shut down your peaceful uh, sidewalk advocacy. Uh, but really, I mean, be aware, be watchful. Uh, you know, we had some indication or some thought that actually this may have been a setup of Mark. Uh, apparently, mm. uh, uh, the alleged victim had uh, had interrupted Mark and had, uh, as Mark was trying to counsel earlier in the day, and maybe there was physical contact at that time. Uh, and so maybe he was trying to come back and maybe trigger a little bit more and get it on camera. Uh, so we, you know, this sort of this sort of thing happens. So be smart. Uh, again, keep in touch with us. Keep in touch with organizations like yours, Mark, or you know, whomever you work with in terms of your sidewalk counseling, and, and just you know, keep your wits about you. My guest has been Peter Breen. He's vice president and senior counsel at the Thomas More Society. You can find out more by going to thomasmoresociety.org. Or if you want to support the effort to defeat this, uh, this, this attack on Mark Halk and his family, you can go to defendlifetoday.com, defendlifetoday.com. Uh, they're taking donations to support his legal effort to defeat this. And friends, I will just say this, you gotta be up to speed as to what's going on these uh, on the sidewalks in front of these abortion centers. And for one, I, I long ago, we required people to wear our uh, GoPro cameras. You should be recording everything that goes on in front of these abortion centers. Uh, that is going to be your best evidence to defend yourself if you find your, yourself in a situation similar to Mark Halk. And, and I've made the offer to anybody that doesn't have a GoPro camera, we'll buy it and send it to you just so you have it. I get too many phone calls and emails from people saying, hey, this happened or this happened on the front on a sidewalk. And I ask them the first question. I say, did you have video? 
did you have video? And a lot of them say, no, I didn't have video. And I'm like, well, you know, it, it's going to be tough to defend you if you don't. But if you find yourself in a situation like that, the Thomas More Society is there to defend you. Peter, thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you, Mark. Take care. God bless. So, friends, a couple of weeks ago, I got wind of these billboards that were going up in red states that were being sponsored by California governors, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, liking abortion or using the words of Jesus to support abortion, actually asking people to travel to California if they were in red states like Florida, Texas, Arizona, some of these other states where abortion has been banned after the uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade and the Dobbs decision being handed down. And when I saw these billboards, now in the past, we've seen scripture used to support abortion. I get it. I was broken. It was hard for me to believe that the words of our Lord, Jesus Christ, could be used to support abortion. But that's what Gavin Newsom has done. And, you know, Gavin Newsom has national plans to run for president. We know that. And I assume that he's trying to garner support of the far left, the hard left, the pro-abortion left for his possible run for president, even as soon as 2024. So I posted on this on all my social media platforms, and there was some news about it. But the thing I wanted to spend the remainder of our time on today on the program is an open letter that was written by John MacArthur, Pastor MacArthur, who's out in California, that rebuked Governor Newsom's posting of these billboards in red states and using the words of Jesus to support it. Uh, he wrote an open letter to Gavin Newsom, calling him to repent and being concerned for his soul. And so what I'd like to do, I'm going to play a portion of the sermon that John MacArthur preached just this past Sunday where he addressed that. Uh, and so if you would, Mr. Producer, go ahead and play this first clip. This is where John MacArthur basically says that it gripped his heart in a way that it has never done before. Go ahead and play that clip. But a line was crossed this week that really, really gripped my heart. He began putting up billboards all across America, advertising the website in California that you can connect to if you want to have an abortion. And on all those billboards, he included the words of Jesus. Go ahead and stop Bill there. Let me go ahead and pull up that billboard. It basically says this. Need an abortion? California is ready to help. California has become the destination state in a post-Roe America for abortions. They're advertising it widespread. Gavin Newsom saying, if you want to kill your baby, come to California. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, he uses the words of Jesus in, Ma in Mark chapter 12, verse 31, where Jesus said, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment, commandment greater than these. Jesus was asked the question, what is the great commandment? And he said, love God and love your neighbor. And that sums up the Ten Commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
this is the, the biggest twisting of scripture that I've ever seen. This is an abomination to use Jesus' words to support and promote abortion. Now, I guess they're trying to loosely connect this to a woman's right to choose in that the woman is the neighbor and that we need to love our neighbor, that is the woman as ourselves. But as we all know, there's another person involved here in abortion. And we need to love that neighbor too, and that is the unborn. And Gavin Newsom crossed that line, as John MacArthur said, and that he goes on to say in the, these other clips that he was concerned for his soul. If you would, go ahead and play the next clip. This is John MacArthur addressing his church last Sunday. Because my heart is grieved that Christ should be so dishonored. Billboards across the country with the words of Jesus trying to support abortion. Terrifying. It's crazy. It's terrifying is right. Uh, for anybody who loves Jesus, if you're a Christ follower, you love Jesus. To hear Jesus' words to support baby killing is grievous, and it should make all of us cry. Seriously, it did to me. And I think, unfortunately, we get used to this. Our culture is so used to trashing Christians, dragging Jesus through the mud, making him say or trying to make him say things that he never said, using scripture to support abominations like abortion, that maybe we become numb to it. I'm glad there are men like John MacArthur, pastors who will stand in the pulpit and rebuke these leaders, governors, presidents, other office holders, and that he sets the standard for many others who have been following John MacArthur for decades. John MacArthur is 83 years old. John MacArthur has historically stood and defended the right to life in many, many cases. And I, I'm so thankful for him because there are a lot of men across the country who stand in pulpits that take courage from the words of John MacArthur. All right, so he goes on to uh, recite portions of Psalm 50. Now go ahead and play that next clip. But there's a closing verse in that Psalm. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. And to him who orders his way aright, I shall show the salvation of God. That Psalm ends with mercy. Amen. And, and this, is, this is what makes this so powerful. Uh, Gavin Newsom deserves to be rebuked in the strongest terms, which John MacArthur does. And I consider John MacArthur a modern-day prophet in many respects, maybe not like the Old Testament prophets, but he is a truth speaker, a truth teller. But he doesn't stop there with the rebuke. He calls him to repentance because he cares about his soul. And that's why he recites Psalm 50, because John MacArthur calls him to repent because he doesn't want him to pay for his actions of supporting baby killer and he, baby killing. And he's concerned for his soul. And then he goes on and he asks us to pray for Governor Newsom. Go ahead and play that clip. I think with a new kind of resolve, I want to ask you to begin to pray for the salvation of the governor. 
and the people around him. We can't do anything else. There's no political solutions to anything. But we can cry out to the Lord to be merciful because we care. And I think this is the point. And, and we are commanded in Scripture to pray for our leaders. I know it's hard sometimes. This one's a real hard one, honestly. The fact that he would use Jesus' words to support baby killing. We need to pray for our enemies. John MacArthur sets that example by saying we need to be praying for Gavin Newsom. Now, I will disagree in some small way that he says that there are no political solutions. There are political solutions. We just live in a culture right now that there's such a breakdown of our political system that it doesn't seem like there can be a political solution. But the Bible does give us a solution for child killing or murder, and it's outlined in Romans 13, and that is that the civil government was put into place to bring wrath or judgment against evildoers. People that kill children need to be held accountable by our government. So there are political solutions. It just doesn't seem like it in today's America. You've been listening to your radio activist, Mark Harrington. Uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.